0: Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Hi everybody,
1: this is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. After reviewing the play, the call on the ice, it was
0: determined that the play was offside, no goal!
1: You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame.
0: So your sweetie finally comes to a game and you barely play. Is that more awkward than puberty, or is it pretty close your mitt looks like a BOA constrictor unhinged its jaw in an effort to consume a combat submarine. Let's do that hockey. This is the summer edition of Let's Go Blues Radio. I am your host, Jeff Ponder, and we're here with another fun summer episode. Uh so thanks for tuning in. Make sure to stay tuned with us all summer as we bring you this kind of content and more uh, all summer long. So we're, uh, we're still in the, uh, the dark days of summer for hockey fans, but still bringing you content. And uh, we're going to start doing some more fun stuff, too, with Carton and Bill as well. So make sure you tune in every week for that. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLife.com, where we help you make every workout, every meal count, do life better. And by CenterIceBrewery.com, St. Louis' is wonderfully crafted hockey-themed beer found at local grocery stores and liquor stores in the St. Louis area. This is franchise episode number 370 all-time. This is season 10, episode 52. Uh, as you can tell if you're watching the video about my attire, I am on vacation right now. Um, the magic of technology. Um, I'm recording this before I leave, but I am going down to uh, Panama beach, uh, for a week. So that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. So by the time this episode airs, I will have had a couple days in the sun on the beach. Sorry, St. Louis. I know uh, a lot of you might be upset to hear that, but, uh, very excited to go. So I uh, wanted to go ahead and get this episode together that way I don't have to worry about it when I'm actually sitting on a beach. I don't want to have to be sitting and recording an episode and, and all that, uh, having to deal with that. So, uh, this way I can just focus on me and my son and my wife and have a great time. Uh, but before I left for vacation, I was able to sit down with one of my favorite guests. And I mean that uh, Amanda Levier. Uh She is the goaltender starting goaltender for the Minnesota Whitecaps. She is a friend of the show now a two time friend of the show. But we really just mean an actual friend of the show. She's great. Uh, so we had her on, we talked some goaltending, we talked some whitecaps, we talked some PHF. We talked about her growing up in Kingston and playing for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. We kind of went all over the place with this one. So uh, very fun conversation, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, if there's any blues news that broke this week, uh, sorry that we don't have an episode for you to talk about that. But uh, we will be back next week. As I said, I think next week we're going to actually have another live show, no matter what. Uh, so make sure you uh, tune in for that as well. And, of course, you can podcast the next day, just like you might be right now listening to this episode. Um, remember, we bring you all kinds of content, all kinds of different hockey talk, whether it's things like this or about St. Louis hockey programs in the area. Um, we talked about the Thunderbirds on a previous episode. Uh, any kind of thing that's hockey that's St. Louis related, or in this case, just hockey related. Um, we, uh, we will bring it to you this summer. Uh, so we are, uh, gonna take a quick break here before we get to Lev. Uh, but, uh, yeah, here's a good, good quick word from our friends over at com and Center Ice Brewery. It's springtime, and I know in my house, it's such a good feeling to open up the windows and let the breeze roll in for new life in my home. Your body's no different. Detoxifying your body can reduce any inflammation, Purify your blood, help with weight loss, improve sleep, and boost your circulation. Don't just go after those detoxifiers that only focus on the gut and bowel, though. If you're going to do it, do it for real. The all new detox box from rockinnetidlife.com cleans all. All your systems, flushing your kidneys and balls, detoxifying your liver, and restoring your microbiome for full homeostasis. You'll feel re-energized, restored, and renewed. Make your order now and receive a free detox water bottle with your order. Visit rockinthatidlife.com or email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com and give your body that much-needed spring cleaning today. Do you like hockey? Of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4, a Rainer lager, the Beauty IPA, Or any other delicious hockey themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right. Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. So today I am joined by a friend of the show, someone we've had on before and someone that we are very happy to welcome back, Miss Amanda Levy of the Minnesota Whitecaps, known affectionately as Lev to many of the people around her. Uh, Lev was on last summer. We're bringing her on again as we get closer to the hockey season rolling around, thank God, as uh, the summer doldrums are finally starting to end. Uh, Lev, thank you very much again for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me back. I'm excited to have a good hockey conversation with you today again.
0: Oh, well, I'll take that as a compliment. Uh, <laughs> good hockey conversation. I can take that. What? If we had. A, it's funny because we had a guy on last week that was. Um, uh, he works for the St. Louis Science Center out here, and they've got a hockey exhibit. And it was just funny talking with him. He knows his stuff, you know, because he was like the manager of special events. And so he uh, he came on and he's talked about how five years ago he had never even watched a hockey game. He lived, grew up in Iowa, never been to a hockey game. So it was just funny. Like after the interview, he asked me like something. He's like something I love to find out from hockey guys. Just tell me what's something I don't know about hockey go. And I'm like, uh, and I was trying to think, I started talking about like fourth line players and how everyone has a role. And I was like, have you heard this before? And he goes, no, I haven't. I'm like, Oh good. So I was like, well, at least I come across as intelligent. (laughs)
1: for sure yeah
0: so uh i want to point out uh for those of you watching the video you can see the great shirt that uh lev is wearing and as well check out what i'm wearing oh Oh, yeah yeah. go white (laughs) cats. i officially got my gear i'm pretty happy about that
1: (laughs) that's awesome Uh,
0: Yep. I ordered it a couple weeks ago. I was like, I, I should have done this sooner. I got a couple shirts waiting on, I need to get a Lev Jersey still working on that.
1: Oh yeah. Do you have any <laughs> other teams? Or are you just strictly white caps?
0: Oh, I'm white caps. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I support, I, I want to say I support local, but you're the closest team. So okay, I have to support thing. the white caps. Yeah. There you go.
1: <laughs> I like that. You grew,
0: you grew up in uh, Kingston, correct? Ontario.
1: Yeah, so I grew up in Kingston, Ontario, and I was really fortunate to, through my upbringing within hockey, to have played for some pretty cool coaches. Uh, When I was in Kingston, I actually played for a team in Ottawa, and Luke Richardson was the head coach of the team, and he was just recently announced that he's going to be the head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, which is really cool. So I've been really fortunate in that sense. I got to work with John Elkin, and he's worked with – Numerous teams within the NHL on, on the goalie coaching side. And then I also had the opportunity to work with Corey Cooper. And he's also working with the uh, NHL goaltenders now and Mike Murphy, uh, who played in the NHL for a couple games. So I've been very fortunate to have some pretty awesome coaches in, in my upbringing uh, all met through within the, the Kingston area.
0: And you're making me feel old Luke Richardson. I watched him play. I remember being a kid and being like the bluesy to go acquire him at the deadline. So hearing that he coached you. Oh, good. Good Lord.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. He's his whole family is extremely nice. Uh, One of his daughters, Morgan played on my team for two years there. And that, that was just such a special time for, for me and, and all the girls that had the opportunity to get coached by someone of, of his caliber and, and somebody who is also passionate about helping the, the youth uh, as they aspire to go off and, and play either in college or higher than that. So I am, I'm very fortunate to have met him and had the opportunity to play underneath him.
0: So growing up in Kingston, if you were a fan of the PHF, your local team would be Toronto, correct? The The Sixes?
1: The Toronto Six. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, for right now, I know they just expanded uh, into Montreal. So depending, I guess, in uh, in Canada, there are some people that like uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, right, uh, in Ontario or the, the Habs. It's kind of back and forth. So I, I guess now for – players growing up in Kingston, I think the Toronto six would be their team. But if I'm biased, I, I think they should be white caps fans. So yes, they uh, should. They should. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, thing, uh, I guess.
0: it's funny cause that's, that's kind of how I am. My wife and I are, are polar opposites when it comes to, uh, how hockey works in terms of like local talent. Like when the blues went and got Pat Maroon, when they got, um, uh, uh, Chris Butler, Paul Stasty. It was a big deal for me. And then when Pat Maroon won his last two cups with Tampa, I was very excited. He grew up not 10 minutes from where I live now. So it's just for me, I love it. And so I wonder if kids in Kingston are like, well, yeah, i root for the Whitecaps. Cause that's where Lev's from. And my wife is not like that. She's like, I don't care that Pat Maroon's from St. Louis. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? How can you not care? That's so cool that, that, you know, he's having so much success. So you got to hope that there's some kids in Kingston that are like, I want Lev to win because she's the hometown girl.
1: I hope so. I I guess you can hope. I know uh, living in Minnesota right now, that's definitely the culture for, for younger players. Uh, Knowing that somebody is from their hometown, whether they go off and and play for the Gophers or they go off and play for Ohio in college, I know those players are are rooting for them specifically if they've played with them or or been coached with them. So I feel like I'm kind of on your side with that. You should root for your hometown buddies, uh, despite where they end up.
0: Yeah, and and you know part of it too is maybe that, you know, and and I'm not trying to uh, you know, make myself look like I'm any better than I am, but like I've played against Pat Maroon, I played against Cam Jansen growing up. So like for me it's like seeing these guys like, "Look, look, I played against him. I I'm at the same level as him because I played against him." But really I'm just a beer league player.
1: <laughs> Did you right, play against
0: I- anyone anyone big when you were growing up in Kingston?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Taylor Hall. I got okay. on the ice with him a couple times and he was the same age as my brother. And one time they, some players were doing some scrimmage and, and they needed a goalie and they couldn't find anyone. So somehow I got uh roped into doing that i went on the ice and i think he scored every single time on me except for (laughs) one where he hit my knob of my stick and my stick went flying into the corner but i guess i can say i saved him once (laughs) uh another player on the ice was uh matt cook and he actually took a slap shot that hit me in the face my helmet exploded on the ice i think i was probably like 16 at the time so i was just completely uh shocked and and scared but it, looking back on it now it was such a cool opportunity that i wish i would have like fully been uh invested in when i was that age but it, it's tough when you're at that age to truly understand the awesome opportunities that you have depending on where you're growing up and i definitely had that in Kingston. So that was, it was cool. There was a couple guys that got their teeth knocked out on the ice when I was there too. There's <laughs> bleeding all over the place. They don't stop. They, they keep going. So that was, uh, it was cool. Uh, and then on, on the girls side, there's a lot of really awesome players that have gone off to, to play on the Olympic team. Jenny Lacasse Lacasse uh, was a goaltender from Kingston. And I actually had the opportunity to not only train with her sometimes in the summer, but also be coached by her. And she's made a pretty big name for herself, uh, winning, I think, uh, two two gold medals or one gold medal and, and a silver medal. And then there's other legends from uh, uh, Kingston as well.
0: So, uh, yeah, I want to uh, make a shift here to talking about, uh, well, your time with the Whitecaps, obviously. Um, you know, you've been there a couple of years. You were their expansion pick in uh, 2018, 2019, uh, starting goalie. But last season, you kind of hit a roadblock. Um, I I only saw undisclosed injuries, so I don't know if you want to talk about what type of injury it was, but uh, you were kept out of action for quite a while.
1: Yeah, and it was was pretty difficult. My teammates were really supportive of me, and I had a great support staff from my coaches and the trainers as well, but uh for me personally and i think any athlete everyone's suffered their fair share of injuries i've never experienced one during the season specifically one that was uh, as severe as it was to keep me out of playing and it's difficult to feel like you're part of the team when you're on the outside and, and watching your team play and it wasn't the best season for our team as a whole we didn't win as many games as we thought that we would or that we expected that we would, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and it, we just weren't getting the bounces or, or whatever it was. So it was a pretty difficult season physically, mentally all around for not only myself, but, but everyone, it was a great team The the team did the best to, to stick together. And um, we went to Florida at the end of the year and we kind of came back. I actually got to play in two more games, which, I'll never take for granted. I remember putting my sweater back on for the first time after being out for almost, uh, I think it was at least a month. And just that feeling of putting it on and seeing my teammates and stepping on the ice is, is incredible. We won that game, but for me personally, the best feeling was just being able to be back with my team, but it was, uh, it was a pretty difficult year from start to finish.
0: So uh, for, you know, coming back, you mentioned coming back on the ring playing two games now you're, you're doing stuff over the summer where you're on the ring constantly. Is this still an injury that's bugging you, or do you feel like you're back to
1: 100%? Oh, I feel like I'm back to 100%. Definitely when I played in Florida in the uh, Isabel Cup uh, semifinals and our quarterfinal and semifinal, I was definitely not 100%. I still had limited mobility, uh, but my my trainer was awesome. She was super supportive. She, she helped me ease any anxiety that I had. Um, I was a little bit nervous about being able to raise my arm, uh, which I couldn't really do because all the muscles had (laughs) tightened up. But uh, it it was just so fun to be a part of that. And I've learned a ton through injury and uh, my full time job is coaching. So being able to share my experience of going through injuries with kids that are dealing with injuries provides a unique opportunity for me to connect with with young goalies, and I'm excited for that opportunity. Everyone's going to get injured at some point, specifically as they continue to climb the ladder and get higher and higher. And now I have a unique uh, insight into what it feels like to to be injured and to miss some of your season.
0: So that's something that, that we talk about all the time with athletes. You know, I think back to Marc-Andre Flory when he, uh, it was pretty public, he had to go see a, a sports therapist, uh, a psychologist, because of uh, some mental issues he was going through um, after a, a playoff loss with the, the Penguins. Um, you know, in terms of injury, you know, it happens, you're told, hey, you're not allowed to be back on the rink, you need to heal, we need to you know, put you through rehab, whatever it was. Mentally, what does that do to you?
1: Well, oh, it, it's tough because for as long as I can remember, a large part of my identity had been surrounded around being the goaltender for the Minnesota Whitecaps. Uh, when I would walk into the rink, uh, people would always ask me, how's the Whitecap season doing? How how are the games going? How's practice? So on and so forth. And it, it was definitely a, a big shift and a and change for me. I remember the first time I, I walked into our home rink, I think we were playing – the connecticut whale and i walked in and my arm was in a sling and i'm kind of i'm still in it was pretty painful so i'm not fully uh in in the rink and um like in in my own head and i'm walking in and uh, some of the fans are coming up to me and and they're talking to me and i I saw a pamphlet of our team and, and normally my photo is on the front, and this is something that would never bother me before. but for this specific game, uh, my photo wasn 't on the front of the pamphlet and I don't know why, but that was just so hard for me to see. And it's, I'm not somebody who's like that, that wants my photo out there, but like I felt like a huge part of me was just ripped away. Uh, and there was nothing that I could do. There was nothing that the doctors could do. It was just a matter of how long it would be to heal. And I remember from that moment on, the next couple of weeks were really difficult accepting that I, I wasn't going to be the white cap school leave and maybe I wasn't even going to have the opportunity to be Uh, the Whitecaps goalie at all this year and it was a huge shift in who I thought I was and it was it was really hard I I love playing hockey and I love sharing it with people and even in my my personal life outside of the rink I was very limited in what I could do I remember trying to to lift a pot just to put water into it and just bursting into tears because it was so painful so it was. It was definitely a, a struggle, and a lot of it was because my identity was so surrounded of just being the white cap goaltender. And I think it's a good lesson uh, for me to learn uh, while I'm still playing. Right, eventually one day I'm not going to be able to play hockey. So having uh, a life outside of the rink is just as important as uh, having one inside. So it was definitely a a difficult time for me, but I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to go through it and grateful for all the support staff that I had from the rink. And then also my husband, he took off an entire month of work just to stay with me and and be with me and help me with my mental health and and with physical daily tasks that I was no longer able to do. uh, I was still able to coach a little bit, but it was pretty humbling going to the rink and having kids Time my skates for me as I was unable to do it, which now I can look back and laugh at it. But at the time it it was pretty difficult to see that because normally I'm supposed to be helping these kids. And here I am having a 10 year old tie my skates, but some, <laughs> something that I can laugh about now, but it, but it was difficult to go through that process.
0: So uh, let's just say whether it's a teammate, a kid, you're coaching, maybe even uh, a player playing in juniors, whatever, they have an injury similar to yours. They, they feel the way you felt. Uh, What is your advice to them to, to help them kind of get through it, rise above it. And, and now that you've been through it and you are back to playing, you know, what's your advice for somebody going through that?
1: I think the most difficult part for me was wondering if I would ever be able to, to get back on the ice and, and play at a high level again. Uh, It was a pretty significant injury. I'll just tell you. Uh, So I broke my collarbone in practice. Uh, One of my teammates, a lot of them have hard shots, but uh, this specific one just hit me in the right spot. And unfortunately it it, it broke. And um, I I was just afraid that I wouldn't be able to come back and play anymore. And that fear was was pretty tough. and, And now that I've gone through the injury, recognizing that I mean, your, your body's a pretty incredible machine and it it will heal itself eventually and might not be as quick as you want, but taking things slow and, and, uh, coming back at the right time and support and leaning on the people around you that are supporting you, which was really important for me to feel like I wasn't alone in every aspect. I felt very alone in the sense that I, I couldn't play, but This year, as bad as it was with injuries, there was actually a couple other players on the team that had suffered uh, some injuries that sidelined them. So I wasn't the only one standing in the stands, which helped a little bit. I mean, I wanted my teammates to be on the ice and playing, but it it was nice to to know that there was somebody else out there that was going through the same thing. So I would say if they know somebody who's gone through an injury, just reach out to them because I feel like we're more alike than we are different, and everyone's got – a a different story and a different way of uh, going through the process. For me, it was just being uh, with my family. One of the uh, weekends that I was originally supposed to be playing with the Whitecaps and going to the Riveters when I got the news that uh, I wasn't going to be able to play, I actually went home and saw my family for the first time in three years since COVID. And then I had some visa problems uh, where I wasn't able to cross. So going home and, And seeing family. And I know uh, my mom said when I came home, she could see that I was in a lot of pain and I didn't really look all that healthy. And then by the time I left, she was like, you're a completely different person. And I actually, when I came home from that little trip to Canada, I went on the ice for the first time, like four days later. So it's amazing what it can do when uh, your spirit is up and you're supported by the right people and the right people are are there to help you with whatever you need. And I'm super fortunate that I have awesome family and, and great teammates and really good coaches on the white caps. And that's what helped me get through it was leaning on other people.
0: Yeah, that's uh for me, you know, I, I, I'm lucky enough to, I born and raised in St. Louis a short period of my life. I lived in Dallas away from family, nobody down there it was just my wife and my son with me. And um, you forget how important that support staff is. So I'm sure getting home for you and, being able to see mom and being able to see, you know, any other family members, just that alone was going to do so much for you and your mental healing and, and being able to do that and then be able to come back home and say, okay, time to get back to work. I'm sure that was a big part of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I felt like for the first time I could just relax and I, and I felt like things were were going to be okay. And being around both my parents who I haven't seen a ton over the past couple of years, just doing things outside of just thinking about my collarbone because when i was in minnesota that was a main focus of mine was just i i want to be playing right now my white caps are practicing i want to be on the ice with them and i couldn't and then when i was so far away and just with my family for that whole time i was distracted the entire time and, and doing things that i liked with the people that i love and that it, it did so much for my mental health and i think when your mental health is good your physical health also improves I ate a lot of really good food. My mom's a great cook, so I thought probably helped as well. <laughs> but <laughs> sure. I yeah. It was just a it was a blessing to be able to go home and, and to see everyone. It was also my mom's birthday and we surprised her. She had no idea that we were coming. And to see how happy she was. I mean my husband were there just lifted my spirits as well. So it was a it was a great time for me to be able to spend with family and it, it worked wonders for me. I was on the ice as soon as I came back and then not even a week later, I was playing in the in the Isabel quarterfinals. So it, it worked out really well. Uh,
0: so uh, we got a couple fan questions that uh, were sent over. Bo Knows Hockey on Twitter asks, uh, and and I already kind of know the answer to this, but uh, what does she do during her offseason? Uh, you do a lot of coaching for OS Hockey, uh, which is a Winnie Brown organization. One of your former teammates uh, for girls of all ages. Uh, tell us about OS Hockey and what you do for
1: them. OS hockey is an, an amazing program. Winnie Brown, a teammate of mine on the Minnesota Whitecaps, and an all-around amazing human. She has set up such an incredible opportunity for girls to be able to train with other girls who have interest in going off and playing college or the Olympics, whatever it is. She's got programs designed for kids that want to just make their A-team or kids that want to go off and play in college. She supports everyone. It's such a, a cool environment when everyone on the ice it, it is female uh, and playing in, in situations where these girls want to go. And I coach there from probably about six to eight hours every day. And I absolutely love it. The environment that Winnie has set up is incredible, not only for the the players that are coming in through our program, but also the coaching staff. I'm a lot of the goalies that I coached when they were younger are now also coaching alongside me, and it's very cool to see how they've progressed and to see the influence that they can have on these young kids as they step into the program.
0: Uh, he also wants to know. And again, this is Bono's Hockey over on Twitter. How many teams uh, does Lev consult for as a goalie coach in Minnesota?
1: Oh, a lot. I try to do, I I mean, I don't have a a ton of time with the, the Whitecaps, obviously. I, I want to make sure that I'm playing my best for them and doing what I need to do to be ready for them. But uh, in my off time from that, I try to get on the ice with as many different teams as I can to work with as many different goalies. I'd probably say in the ballpark during the season of probably like 75 teams I'll probably get on the ice with during the season. Yeah. So as you can Jeez. imagine, my schedule is is pretty busy, but I I like it that way. I like to feel like I'm being productive and I, I'm doing something and – it happens to be something that I love to do. As I mentioned before, I love hockey and I love being able to share it with other people. So it doesn't feel like a, a job for me to be at the rink all day. And I think it's every hockey player's dream to get to to be at the rink all day, whether that's coaching or, or playing. So I feel very blessed to to be where I am right now.
0: Yep. I've, uh, I've worked for many hockey organizations in the past companies and, Whenever it's like, hey, we usually get on the rink and take some footage, or hey, we're, uh, we need some shooters for this, uh, goalie demo we're going to do. I'm in. I get me on the rink. That's all I want to do. So, yeah, that's, uh, I hear you on that. It just being on the rink is for me, that just helps my mental health. You know, when, when COVID struck, and I know this struck you as, as hard as anyone, and nobody, you know, the rinks were closed. We all had to stay home. That was the hardest part for me was just, I can't get on the rink and, you know, let go of that frustration and feel the euphoria of being able to skate around, shoot the puck. Well, for me, shoot the puck. For you, save the puck. (laughs) Um, But yeah, for me, that was the hardest part. I'm sure that was difficult for you as well.
1: Yeah. That was a difficult time for, for everyone, I think in, in different ways, but like you mentioned, there's something so special about just stepping into the rink. I can smell it. I can hear the sounds. One of my favorite sounds is just when, uh, fresh blades or cutting into the ice or as a goalie I really like it when it hits the post and it doesn't go in so I like that sound as well there's <laughs> there's just something about being at the rink and then uh, especially for me I really enjoy the people that I work with every day and and my white Caps teammates so being able to go to the rink every day and spend time with them doing something that we love is is truly special.
0: Um, so, uh, another question from Bo Knows hockey over on Twitter. He had one more, why the wall iPads?
1: You know, I, if you've ever seen my Instagram, I like to do goofy things in my, in my goalie gear. I like to get uh, reactions out of just walking into a shopping mall with uh, all my gear on and, and talk Whitecaps hockey with people who come over to me and like why are you wearing hockey gear here like are you a goalie so on uh so the wall i i wanted to have something cool on my my pads and i'll i'll admit when i (laughs) got the pads for the first time i i thought the wall i was going to be much smaller something where you could see it if you're up close, but if you're in the stands, you couldn't tell that it was a walleye. So it was a little bit shocking to me when I opened it up and there was a giant walleye um, <laughs> on the pads, but uh, no other reason other than just wanted to have something different, wanted to look... Uh, stylish as as per se my pads at the gophers I had so many comments from people saying you have the most boring gear in in all of <laughs> hockey because I had just I think a yellow stripe and a maroon stripe so I didn't want to have that uh oh
0: we kind of lost you there again are you getting a phone call yeah yeah you are okay
1: yeah my boss my boss has called me three times be if you need to answer it it's fine I can I can no, hold. It's I don't okay. mind. No, okay. it's all right. I'll just tell her I was on the ice or something. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk to you about uh, the uh, the your your time at the University of Minnesota. Um, first of all, Golden Gophers. That's where I wanted to go play hockey before I realized that was terrible. So seeing that you were a Golden Gopher, that's awesome. Uh, Three time NCAA national champion, ninety eight nine and five record. Obviously, a very good program there in uh, in Minnesota. But uh, so something we didn't talk about last time that I had you on basically playing in Minnesota, going and playing elsewhere, playing with the Buffalo Buttes for one and then getting picked back up by the new expansion Minnesota team. Was that exciting for you to be able to go back to where you played your college hockey?
1: more than I could probably express my time at the Gophers were second to none. I I loved my teammates there. The fans were incredible. I remember just every game. There were so many fans there wearing Minnesota jerseys and so many young girls uh, high-fiving us as we came onto the ice. And it was an atmosphere that I hadn't experienced before. And all the fans were super close uh, with the players. Uh, There was a power play club where um, all the players would go up after a couple games, and we get to meet the power play club and, and meet some of the fans that would come pretty consistently. And it's special in the sense that those fans also now come to to Whitecaps games. Sometimes they're wearing Gopher jerseys, and it, and it, it's really cool to have the same fans from college all the way into to Whitecaps. It really provides a great atmosphere and. It worked out really well for me for my visa, I'm Canadian. So in order to be able to, to work in the US, I need to have a, a visa and the timing was just perfect. Winnie Brown offered me a job for OS hockey at the same time that the Minnesota Whitecaps uh, just started their franchise. And to be able to blend the two was was really awesome. So it was a, a super cool opportunity for me and I was really excited that I have it. at the same time, I loved playing in Buffalo That was a great organization. We played at the Harbor Center when I was there, which was an amazing facility with a workout center, great ice. Uh, I have no complaints about the Buffalo Buttes. They were awesome, and they had super cool jerseys. Those baby blue jerseys are are awesome. I can't say that anymore now that I'm on the Whitecaps. Whitecaps have the best jerseys. but Of course. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, my time at Buffalo was really special, and I, I'm happy that I, I got to play there for two seasons before being able to come back to to Minnesota.
0: Um, so, yeah, with a couple big news uh, items coming out of Minnesota for the Whitecaps. We'll get to that uh, here for just a second. First of all, uh, for those that may not have noticed, uh, you are relocating. The team is relocating from their team at the TRIA or a rink in St. Paul to the Richfield Ice Arena. Uh, for you as a goalie, uh, obviously, you know, for anyone who plays the game, puck plays differently off boards. Maybe the ice feels a little different. Uh, for you, the adjustment period of, of OK, I've got a new home rink. Um, is that a pretty difficult thing to get through? Or is it just another day where it's like, well, you know, this is just, you know, like switching arenas home and away. You know, what's what what is this like for you for your prep for being a goalie?
1: I'm actually kind of excited for it. So all of our goalie sessions for the Whitecaps were actually at Richfield Ice Arena. So I'm very familiar with the rink. I do a lot of youth coaching there and I've always enjoyed my time when I'm when I'm at the rink. Uh, I love TRIA as well. I'm going to be a little bit sad that we won't be there anymore, but I, I'm excited for a new rink. And I know from a lot of the parents and the kids that I coach, they're really excited for it to be at Richfield. Parking at TRIA is not always the easiest and I think this it's going to be a great atmosphere there's a, a bowl section so we're going to be able to have fans all the way around. At TRIA the, the sight lines at least for the fans were a little bit tricky for them to see but now they're going to be all the way around. For me I, I whatever rank you're playing at there's always going to be different bounces off the boards and I think it's up to, to you to, to see where those bounces are and to make a game plan for that but the ranks are always going to change I know the PHF has uh, this format where we go to the Isabel Cup Finals that we're always going to play in a different rink. So being familiar with playing on different ice surfaces and recognizing that it's the same game at the end of the day, and you got to do the same things in order to be successful. So I'm not too nervous about it. I'm actually really excited to have a new home rink and we get our own private dressing room, which is going to be really cool.
0: So a uh, couple players you mentioned. Uh, we talked about local for you in Kingston, but local Minnesota players are joining the team. Uh, Anna Klein and Britton uh, Fleming, as well as uh, an SDHL veteran. I'm probably going to butcher her name, so I apologize. Ronja Mogren. Am I close?
1: <laughs> I think. I think so. Have you better yet? I- I have not met her, actually. She was supposed to come skate yesterday, but um, she got a new puppy, so she wasn't able to. But I'm I'm excited to to meet the, the team. There's a lot of new players, which is a, an exciting time. I enjoyed all my teammates from last year, so I'm sad that not all of them will be returning. But, again, that's hockey. So I'm looking forward yep. to, to meeting new players and for us to take this uh, – season and and to hopefully turn it around last year wasn't the year that anyone expected or wanted and having new players presents a new opportunity for a new season. So I'm really excited for, for the opportunity to meet these new players and take the ice with them soon.
0: So all, all our forwards, uh, Klein was the former Minnesota Duluth captain, Fleming, Minnesota state, all time points leader. Uh, so obviously some fresh new faces up front coming in for you, but, um, with you, you know, obviously being a, a Golden Gopher alum, is there going to be is there some kind, any kind of like posturing between you all? Like you think that you know, hey, I played for Minnesota State, I played for Duluth, I played for the Gophers. You know, is there going to be issues in the locker room? We going to hear about a couple fist fights going on?
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe just players if they're coming from Wisconsin. I think that, at least for me, that was the biggest rivalry. Uh, Maddie Rowe last year, one of the defensemen on the team, she played for Wisconsin, and there was always – Uh, the Minnesota girls versus Wisconsin ones when the Gophers would play Wisconsin. I remember watching one of the games and I think Minnesota won in a shootout two to one. And I remember all the Gophers getting super excited on the bus and then looking over and there's Maddie kind of with her head down. So it's, it's fun to have that ability to tease uh, your teammates like that. So um, I'm excited for new players to come on and, and to experience that with them. But Minnesota, Wisconsin, I think is still the biggest rivalry uh, for me personally.
0: (laughs) So I got a couple just random goalie questions that I want to ask you because we have a lot of conversation on our show about, you know, uh, you know, oh, that's a bad goal. Goalie needs to be able to make that save or wow, what a great save that was, whatever. What is the worst goal you feel like you have ever given up in your career?
1: Oh, I gotta pick just one. There's so many. Uh,
0: <laughs> How about okay? Let me let me uh, let me phrase it down a little bit. Have you ever given up a goal from the other end of the ice?
1: Not the other end of the ice, but in high school when Brad Frost um, came and watched me play, so he's recruiting me. I was playing against. Uh, this team and it was overtime and it was 1-1 and somebody took a shot from the red line and I dropped down into my butterfly and I missed it and it went high glove and it was super embarrassing so that (laughs) one's up there I think the one that probably bothers me the most that I still remember maybe have some nightmares about was we were playing St. Cloud and We were, I think, on – it was probably the 60th game of our winning streak uh, back in – extended from, like, 2011 all the way up until 2013. Uh, And we were playing St. Cloud, who was a team – now they're much better, but at that time they were one of the lower teams, and we were winning – or we were tied 3-3, and someone shot the puck from behind the goal line. And I don't know what I was doing, but I kicked it in my own net. And now it's four to three and we have like two minutes left in the game. Uh, and we're on that huge winning streak. So I think that one was probably the worst goal that I've ever given up. And I still remember it so clearly. Like, I don't know like what I was thinking or what I was doing, but it was absolutely terrible. Anyways, Melissa McMillan, defenseman, like, once the puck was dropped, dangled through like every single player on the ice and, and scored. So we ended up winning that game five, four, but it was, that was not a, a good goal to to give up at, at that time. So I'd say that that's, one was probably the worst, but I've had a lot. <laughs>
0: that's one of those where uh, you could probably physically or visibly see you go, whoo. Thank you.
1: Yes, (laughs) yes, definitely. And I think I only had like 10 shots in that game too. So that was just adding insult to injury right there, but we ended up winning, right? So no harm done.
0: So you're a, you're a butterfly goalie. You ever done the two pad stack in a game?
1: Oh, you know, I've never done it in a game, but I did do it at a youth practice when somebody didn't have enough goalies and I ended up getting a pretty bad bruise from it. So I don't think I'll ever uh, pull that out again, but (laughs) respect all the goalies who can do it and pull it off and and not look like they're super unathletic. When I try to do it, I look, I just look bad.
0: we had a we had a game in, in one of our ice games uh, out here where it was uh, we had like an eight goal lead so we started telling our goalie every shot two pad stack that's what you got to do and I think he let in three goals but he made one save with the two pad stack And we were like that's all we're going to talk about we're not going to talk about the other goals we're just going to talk about you doing a two pad stack
1: <laughs> yeah and exactly. you probably see that in the NHL highlight reels when it's like a two on one in the there's a pass across and the goalie does the butterfly or stacks the pads and like spins over and makes a cool glove save. That's like on every single highlight reel, uh, film. Mm -hmm. But if they were to do that and get scored on, that's something that like everyone would want to like all delete that clip. Right. So it's, (laughs) it's kind of a toss up. If you can do it and save it, everybody's going to go wild. But if you do it and you get scored on, everyone's like, Oh, why are you doing that? So
0: uh, one of one other big goalie question I have for you, Um, you know, so it's a big game. Maybe, you know, what? let's talk about the uh, maybe the game where you first came back from injury. Um, You're you're driving to the rink. What's on your radio? What's
1: playing? oh my goodness you know i probably some country music if i'm being honest i am not someone who needs to listen to super pump up jams before i go to the on to the ice so it's probably something pretty chill probably something within the country music genre i'm not i can't believe i can't even remember i probably was so excited to just be able to be on the bus with the team maybe i didn't even have music and i'm not sure yeah,
0: that's, that's, I know of guys that do that. They, they ride in silence and uh, I know some NHL players do that. So wouldn't surprise me one bit. You want to get your head in the right place, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of goaltending is mental, right? So uh everyone's a little bit different. I like to be calmer when I go onto the ice because I do play a little bit chaotic. So I think if I had chaotic music before I went onto the ice, I would just be going crazy on the ice so I think I need to have that time to to calm down but there's a lot of uh, I want to say DJs on the White Caps. so they pick the music that we listen to in the locker room and I couldn't even tell you what it is I don't know half the songs but they it sounds good everyone's kind of jamming out to them so whatever works for each person everyone's different in what they like
0: so are you saying that if we played you a men- uh, a heavy metal mix before the game we might see a fight from you
1: i feel like that's always a possibility oh boy flying, a, flying out of the net uh i don't i don't know i feel like i need to to be a little bit calmer before i go on
0: right i hear you uh well uh first of all uh it's always great having you on lev um one of my favorite guests we've ever had and that's saying a lot we i i like to say this we have had grant fior on so uh you're up there with him you know so wow. that's awesome
1: just made my <laughs> day thanks yeah
0: no it uh it, we mean it like i uh i know that we had a a, a listener a friend of our show we call him crappy goalie because that is his twitter handle uh but oh. his daughter uh we we call her crappy daughter but it's not because oh. she's a crappy daughter it's because her dad is a crappy goalie um <laughs> She, we, we, uh, we asked you, she said she was a big, she was a fan of yours. She loved the, uh, PHF. So we asked you to send some something out to her and you, you definitely obliged. So, uh, shout out to Nicole for, for listening. I know she's listening to you right now. So, uh, thank you very much for doing that. Thanks for being such a a good advocate for the sport and for women's hockey.
1: Thank you. And thanks for having me on again. It's been a pleasure speaking with you.
0: So again, thank you to Lev for coming on. Always fun talking with her. Make sure again, St. Louis. Our closest team is the Minnesota Whitecaps. I know it might be hard to root for a Minnesota team with uh, the Wild in the area, but I mean, it's you know, it's still the closest for me. It's a cool jersey. Uh, it's a good team. I know they had a down year last year, like Lev said, but a fun team to watch. Uh, make sure you uh, uh, well. If you check out PHF.com, it gives you all the information you need, but uh, you can stream their games over on Twitch, uh, which I know for our older listeners sounds like a lot of work. Might be like, what is Twitch? But uh, you can figure it out. It's it's really not difficult. Uh, if you need any help with it, um, you can always reach out to us at Let's Go Blues Radio. We're kind of techie nerds, so we'd be able to help you out as well because uh, we need to support that Minnesota Whitecaps team because uh, they're, again, fun hockey to watch, love the PHF. If there's not a Blues game on, that's what I'm watching is uh, white caps when they're on. So make sure uh, you check them out if you're interested. And of course, if you're not a white caps person, don't want to root for a Minnesota team, plenty of other teams out there. We mentioned a few in this episode, but check out PHF, their website, and uh, they'll be able to fill you in with what other teams are in the league. Let's get one in St. Louis. Right? Let's get one in St. Louis. God, that'd be great. Uh, so, again, next week I think we might do a live show. Kurt will be back. Maybe Bill. Not sure on that one. But uh, we uh, will be doing, hopefully, a mystery hockey theater. So that's where we watch an old blues game, comment live during it, and uh, kind of just give our thoughts on the players, the play, whatever. Uh, we've done a couple of these. We did them last summer, and it was a lot of fun. I think our listeners enjoyed it. I think it's a lot more fun to watch the video. So we had a lot of people tune in live and crack open a beer and just kind of watch the game with us um so that's kind of what the idea is but obviously podcasting it you still get the audio from the game you still get us talking about it so still fun but uh i do recommend checking out the live video for those when we do those Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, which provides drinks brewed right here in St. Louis and is available throughout the city and county at numerous grocery stores, liquor stores, and bars. Visit centericebrewery.com to find a vendor near you. That's centericebrewery.com. That will do it for Episode 52 of Season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, we'll be back with a show next week and the week after that. So I'm going to go uh probably crack open a beer and and uh you know go sit on the beach. while you St. Louisans do whatever it is you do here. Uh for Kirk Price and Bill Day and uh, of course our friend Amanda Levier. Uh I'm Jeff Ponder and I will talk with you next week. This was St Saint- Or whoa. whoa. Wow. This was Let's Go Blues Radio. I almost at St. Louis Blues Radio, which has not been in existence for 10 years. Uh, we went through a name change. That was uh woo! How about that? Uh this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues and let's go whitecaps. Uh the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at eight. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well.
1: Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers.
0: I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. <laughs>
1: St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about us? St. Louis Blues?